Hello, my name is David Wilcoxon. I work in full-time ministry, and in three Revelation Timeline Decoded Overview videos, I'm giving a summary of the fulfillment of the prophecies in the apocalyptic vision. In the first overview video, I give the keys to understanding the vision, so watch it first for the proper context. As I summarize how the seals, trumpets, and vials are fulfilled, remember that Messiah uses the figurative language of the Old Testament to point to events on the Revelation fulfillment timeline. Listen to the explanation to get the big picture and see if it makes more sense than most of Revelation being fulfilled during the last seven years of history. This is just an overview. I explain the fulfillment of each prophecy, verse by verse, in the Revelation timeline decoded videos and book. In the first video, I showed that the first seal was opened shortly after the vision was given to John, primarily pointing to Roman Emperor Trajan, who reigned from 98 to 117 AD. The five emperors of Nerva, Nerva, Trajan, Hadrian, Antoninus Pius, and Marcus Aurelius, who reigned from 96 to 180 AD, were not of Roman lineage, but were chosen because of their leadership skills. They were descendants of the Isle of Crete, who were famous bowmen. So our warrior king is pointing to them with the bow. The emperors rode on white horses and wore laurel wreath crowns during their victory parades. So by that, we can see the symbolism being applied in the first seal. At the same time, the kingdom of our high priests was expanding rapidly in the Roman Empire as they were conquering Satan's territory with the gospel. And this sets up the historical battle between the Satan-empowered leaders of the Roman beast kingdom fighting against Messiah and his saints. The red horse in the second seal represents a bloody time in the Roman Empire from 185 to 284 AD as it went into a phase of revolution and civil war for 90 years, during which there were 32 emperors and 27 contenders for the throne, and many of them were killed by the sword. The black horse in the third seal represents a period of gloom and despair as the Romans suffered under excessive taxes needed to pay for military expenses. The pricing for wheat and barley points to a time of economic strife and food scarcity. The excessive taxes caused farmers and ranchers to stop producing, which led to the pale horse in the fourth seal and one-fourth of Romans dying from famine, plague, pestilence, and violence from 250 to 300 AD. The word earth refers to the Roman Empire as the land of prophecy, not to the whole world. The fifth seal represents the many martyrs killed by the Roman Empire, especially the Smyrna Church era martyrs who Emperor Diocletian persecuted for 10 years from 303 to 312 AD. Earthquakes can represent great political upheavals. In the sixth seal, Eastern Emperor Constantine defeated Diocletian's army in 312 AD. Diocletian the son was so panic-stricken, he died insane. Constantine defeated emperors Maxentius and Licinius to become the sole ruler of the Roman Empire by 324 AD. The Roman leaders, the stars, fell and their power receded as a scroll. The mountains and islands that were moved out of place were the countries and the people that were affected by this political change. The seals of Revelation were opened long ago and were about the decline of the pagan Roman Empire, which Satan used to persecute Messiah's saints. Revelation 12 describes the birth of Messiah's Ecclesia of Saints, his church, which was very painful. From the time of our Savior's death until 312 AD is about 280 years, which mimics the 280-day human gestation period. The last persecution period was the most painful, just like childbirth. 
The 10 years of 303 to 312 AD align with the 10 days of tribulation that Messiah proclaimed that the church era of Smyrna would face. The fifth seal martyr's blood is crying out for vengeance against the persecuting Roman Empire, which came during the trumpet judgments. In that, we see an example of how the different chronological layers interact to tell the whole story. So, Revelation 12 is pointing to the Roman emperors who persecuted Messiah's saints. So, we see that even though Satan the dragon used the powerful Roman Empire to try to wipe out the Lamb's Ecclesia, his bride, she was preserved. After several centuries of the Roman Empire brutally persecuting the saints, Emperor Constantine changed strategies and in 321 AD, he made Roman Christianity acceptable. Satan caused Constantine to do this to create a new way to try to destroy the true faith. Satan realized that the more he caused the Roman Empire to kill the saints, the faster the true church grew. So his new strategy was to infiltrate the church and seek to destroy it from within. Constantine and the Roman bishops combined pagan idolatry with the scriptural faith to codify the theology of the Roman Catholic Universal Church. They changed the name of idols like Isis to Mary, Jupiter to St. Peter, and etc. They moved people away from the scriptural calendar and the Sabbath. They promoted the pagan-based holidays of Easter, which represent Istar, the fertility goddess, thus the rabbits and the eggs, and Christmas, Christmas, to replace the Father's seven holy feast days, which are divine appointments that Messiah is fulfilling to redeem the set-apart saints. They are not just Jewish feast days. Constantine and the Roman bishops hid that Messiah died on Passover, was dead in the grave on the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which represents his sinlessness. He rose again on the Feast of Firstfruits and sent the Spirit on the Day of Pentecost. He will return on the Feast of Trumpets, make judgment on the Day of Atonement, and will marry his bride on the Feast of Tabernacles when we dwell with him forever. That's the scriptural gospel story which the enemy has hidden. The appeal of the prestige and power of Rome caused many believers to compromise their faith. Instead of refusing to align with the pagan Roman Empire, some believers joined with them, which was the falling away that Paul refers to in 2 Thessalonians 2. But the Roman Catholic Universal Church of Constantine is another deception to mislead people with a false gospel and a false intercessor in Mary, which denies Christ. It's the tares church of the enemy. And the martyr's blood symbolically cried out for vengeance against the pagan Roman Empire, which had persecuted them. Before that took place, Revelation 7 symbolically uses the number 144,000 to represent Messiah's saints who lived in the Roman Empire. They needed to be sealed, set apart for protection during the upcoming attacks against the Roman Empire. The seventh seal represents our warrior king sealing his servants before he sounded the seven war trumpets of judgment against the pagan Roman Empire when army after army was sent to attack it. The empire had been split into three parts as it was too large to manage by one emperor. This aligns with the trumpet judgments against the third part as the western, central, and eastern parts were attacked and conquered. Trumpets can be symbols employed to indicate war against the enemy. Elohim sent army after army to attack and conquer the different areas of the vast kingdom. Hail can point to war in Bible symbolism. In the first trumpet, Elohim caused the Goth, led by Alaric, to move in the direction in which literal hail came, north to south. They attacked the Roman Empire from 400 to 410 AD in Greece, Gaul, and Spain. Then, 300,000 Goths invaded Italy. The fire represents the scorched earth policy in their invasions of enemy territory, where they burned everything in sight. A mountain in Bible symbolism can represent a great nation. 
and the second trumpet, it represents Elohim sending the Vandals, led by Genseric, to attack the coastlands of the Roman territory of the Mediterranean and all the islands from 425 to 470 AD, leaving bloodshed and confusion in their wake. A star in prophecy symbolizes a leader. In the third trumpet, Elohim sent a great burning star, Attila, the king of the Huns, who was called the Scourge of God. Attila and his 800,000-man army rose quickly and flashed across the land in 451 AD, desolating the Italian Alps, the source of the Danube, Rhine, and Po rivers, the fountains of waters. The Huns liked to attack when the enemy crossed a river, as they were vulnerable. This caused many dead bodies to lie in the rivers, making the water bitter, wormwood, and deadly to those who drank it downstream. The darkening of the sun, moon, and stars can symbolize a change in leadership structure. In the fourth trumpet, Elohim used Adoeser and the Heruli, a branch of the Goths, to cause the downfall of Roman leadership when Romulus Augustulus, the last Western Roman emperor, the sun, was captured in 476 AD and removed from civil power. The Senate, the moon, and the hierarchy of Roman leaders, the stars, would have lost power too. The year 476 AD was a pivotal moment in prophecy fulfillment, but I've not heard a pastor teach about it. When the Western Roman emperor was removed from power in 476, the empire split into ten civil kingdoms. This paved the way for the popes of Rome to rise to power, which fulfilled four prophecies. Daniel tells us in Daniel 7 that the little horn rises among the ten horns and that he plucks out three of the horns. This was fulfilled when the Pope eliminated the Heruli, Vandals, and Ostrogoths because they would not bow down to his authority as they had just conquered parts of the Western Roman Empire. So the little horn of Daniel 7 rose up among the ten kingdoms of the fallen Western Roman Empire. Paul tells us in 2 Thessalonians 2.7 that he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Paul is talking about the Western Roman Emperor, but if he had written that, it would have invited more persecution of the saints. With the emperor removed from power in the fourth trumpet in 476 AD, the son of perdition popes were able to take power over the Roman beast kingdom in 538 AD. The popes proclaimed to lead Messiah's church, so they sit in the temple. They have proclaimed to be God and to forgive sins, which is blasphemy. I have a video about how the popes fulfill the role of the man of sin, but the basics are that they've misled billions of Catholics with a false gospel of works through the sacraments and a false intercessor in Mary, which denies our high priest. And they do it in the name of Jesus Christ, so they're antichrist. The popes have used Catholics to torture and murder tens of millions of Messiah's saints during the Dark Ages and Inquisition. In Revelation 13, John points to the popes of Rome rising to power out of the sea of people of the ten kingdoms of the fallen Western Roman Empire. The crowns changed from the seven heads, which were about the seven phases of the pagan Roman Empire, and it moved to the ten horns, which points to the ten kingdoms of the fallen Western Roman Empire. The popes received civil and ecclesiastic authority in 538 AD and reigned in power for 1260 years until 1798 AD. And note that John does not use the word Antichrist in Revelation. Rather, he uses the phrase the beast to point to the primary enemy of Messiah, which the saints have historically called the Antichrist. In the first video, I show that Peter, Paul, and Jude point to false prophets, false bishops who pretend to be priests of Messiah. But they speak evil things, they blaspheme and pervert the gospel, and they are called the beast. 
Applying that definition to the sea beast of Revelation 13, the popes of Rome rose to power out of the sea of people of the ten kingdoms of the fallen Western Roman Empire. They pretend to be Messiah's high priests, but their words and actions are Antichrist. This primary enemy of our warrior king in Revelation is known as the beast. The concept of the Antichrist being one man who appears in the last seven years is a deception from the enemy to deflect blame away from the line of false priests, the Antichrist beast, white pope, and the false prophet, black pope, in Rome. I show how the 70th week of Daniel 9 was fulfilled after the 69th week in the 70 weeks of Daniel 9 decoded video series. In the Old Testament, Arabs are referred to as locusts. The zoology of the fifth trumpet, locusts, scorpions, and war horses point to Arabia. The fifth trumpet represents Elohim using the Arabian Mohammedan army, the locusts, to attack the central third of the Roman Empire from 32 to 782, which is 150 years. So that equates to the five months. So five months times 30 days equals 150 days. So in prophecy, many times one day equals one year. So it's 150 years. And here's the painting of Antar, a contemporary of Muhammad in the 7th century. And this picture is very revealing. We can see that the Muslims wore turbans, so they had crowns of gold. They had beards, so they had the faces of men as the Romans shaved. They had long hair like women, which they tucked underneath their turbans when they were at war. They wore chainmail, so they had breastplates of iron. And they were fierce, so they had the teeth of lions. And you can see all that in the pictures. So you see the chainmail, you see the head of gold, you see the beard, the faces of men, their long hair is tucked underneath, they have a horse dressed for war. We can see the clear fulfillment of prophecy. The falling star in the fifth trumpet judgment was Muhammad. The smoke out of Satan's bottomless pit is the false religion of Islam, which hides the gospel of the son of righteousness from Arabs' eyes. The Saracens of Muhammad primarily attacked the central third of the Roman Empire, though they tried to attack Constantinople but were unsuccessful. The sixth trumpet represents Elohim releasing the Turks to cross over the Euphrates River to conquer the eastern third of the Roman Empire for 391 years. So they were prepared for an hour, a day, a month, and a year. So a year is 360, a month is 30, a day is 1. So we have 391 days, and that happened from 1062 to 1453 AD. They used gunpowder muskets, so fire, smoke, and brimstone appeared at their horse's mouth. They used large cannons, which you can see in the picture, to knock down the thick protective walls of Constantinople, filling the air with fire, smoke, and brimstone, just like the sixth trumpet description says. The last Eastern Roman emperor was removed from power, and the last stronghold of Constantinople became the Muslim city of Istanbul. The trumpet judgments are not about the end times, as they've already been fulfilled and led to the fall of the pagan Roman Empire in 1453 AD, when the last third of the empire had been conquered. Amazingly, Roman Empire historian Edward Gibbons' epic six-volume work called The History of of the decline and fall of the Roman Empire, starts with the time of Trajan and the empire conquering nations when it was at its height of power, which aligns with the first seal. And it ends with Constantinople being conquered with large cannons, which aligns with the sixth trumpet judgment. Gibbon was not a believer, but his historical work helps us see the amazing fulfillment of the prophecies in Revelation. Sadly, most Christians have been programmed to believe that it's all about the end times, so they don't study to see how history validates prophecy fulfillment. And Henry Grattan Guinness wrote a book, 
called History Unveiling Prophecy, which features many quotes from many theologians documenting the historical fulfillment of the seals and trumpet judgments. During the Dark Ages, the Antichrist beast popes ban and burn the scriptures to hide the gospel and the description of them as the enemy of our warrior king and his saints, and the only taught in Latin to hide their deceptions. However, the Greek-speaking Orthodox Christians in Constantinople had copies of the Greek scriptures. Before Constantinople was conquered, some scholars fled to Western Europe and took the Greek scriptures with them. This led to the Enlightenment in Western Europe when Greek and the scriptures were taught again. In imperfect timing, it led to the scriptures being placed in the hands of the saints so that they could use it to proclaim the gospel and expose the Antichrist beast popes and their harlot church. The little book of Revelation 10 represents printed Bibles in English and other language, which John would have called a little book compared to the large handwritten scrolls. They were desperately needed as the Antichrist beast popes had banned and burned the scriptures during the Dark Ages and killed those who had them. The little books had the sweet words of the gospel, but they were bitter because the printed Bibles caused the popes to intensify their war against the followers of Messiah. From 538 to 1514 AD, the Antichrist beast popes worked so relentlessly to eliminate the two witnesses of the scriptures and the saints that the papal church pronounced them as being dead in May 1514 AD. And our Savior proclaimed that the scriptures testify about him and that his saints are his witnesses, which is why the popes tried to wipe out the saints and the scriptures because they testify against them. In the first video, I discuss how Revelation 2-3 describes seven church eras, seven lampstands, which exist from the first century until Messiah's return. They provide light to the world with the gospel. The two lampstands, the two church eras of Thyatira and Sardis, existed during the 1260-year civil reign of the Antichrist peace popes from 538 to 1798. They include people groups such as the Waldenses, named after Peter Waldo the Albigenses, Hussites named after John Huss, the Wycliffeites named after John Wycliffe, and the Protestant Reformers. The scriptures feed oil to the saints to give them light. This is why the Pope sought to wipe them out during the Dark Ages. After the May 1514 AD declaration that the witnesses against Rome were as good as dead, there was silence for three and a half years, so three and a half prophetic days, when nobody testified against the Antichrist beast popes. This caused them to celebrate with great feast. In Revelation 11.1 is a command to measure the temple. It's not pointing to a physical temple, but to Messiah's ecclesia, his church in which the Father dwells. As Messiah is the cornerstone, the disciples the foundation, and the saints the stones that make up the walls. Revelation 11.1 tells us to use the rule of scripture to measure the teachings of a Christian church to see if they're using the true gospel and Messiah. If not, they're not part of the true ecclesia of saints, the temple made without hands in which the Father dwells. The primary person to fulfill this mandate was a Catholic monk named Martin Luther. He was given the scriptures to compare what the Roman Catholic Church teaches against the ruler of scripture. He found that the papal church is apostate and is not part of the true church of our high priest. The Tares church appears to be part of Messiah's temple, but it's delegated to the outer court of Gentile. And then exactly three and a half years after the papal church had proclaimed that the two witnesses were dead, Martin Luther posted his 95 Thesis on October 31st, which sparked the Protestant Reformation. This led to millions of Catholics being saved by the pure gospel of Messiah and coming out of the false papal church, which led to the creation of the Protestant churches. 
With the advent of the printing press, many Bibles were printed, and the two witnesses were alive again, proclaiming the gospel and witnessing against the Antichrist beast popes and their harlot church. The followers of the warrior king then used the rod of iron, the scriptures, to take back control of the nation, such as England, which the papal church had held. In the 16th century, the Protestant reformers proclaimed that the office of the papacy, the popes of Rome, fulfill Bible prophecy as the little horn of Daniel 7, the son of perdition of 2 Thessalonians 2, and the beast of Revelation 13, who leads the harlot church of Rome. And I'm going to stop at this significant point in the chronological narrative and finish the explanation in the next video. You can find PDF summaries, request a free PDF of the Revelation Timeline Decoded Summary, and order a printed book at revelationtimelinedecoded.com. I pray that the Holy Spirit of Truth guides your path.